Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. So, a couple of weeks ago, I rode the Hole in the Rock Trail. Now, if you don't know anything about the Hole in the Rock Trail, I'm going to give you a brief history. And I read this. Uh, what the information that I found is from uh, an article called Hole in the Rock from 1959 by David Miller. Uh, he has a nice little write-up in here along with a couple other people that uh, contributed. Cornelia Adams Perkins, Maria, uh, Marianne Gardner Nielsen, and Lenora Jones in the uh, Saga of the San Juan from 1968. So this is written quite a long time ago, uh, but the, the write-up here is pretty good. Um, so for those of you that don't know what the Hole in the Rock Trail is, I'm going to give you a brief history, and then we'll get into this. In the spring of 1880, uh, a direct supply and access road connecting southwestern and southeastern Utah was completed, known as Hole in the Rock Trail. Its direct penetration through the Colorado River Gorge and surrounding topography was shortened, shortened distances over alternative routes by up to hundreds of miles. It was built by Mormon pioneers, answering a mission call to colonize the southeastern section of the Utah Territory. The trail provided a, a crucial link for about a year before the most rugged stretches were bypassed by the opening of Hall's Crossing, which still exists today. Uh, the mission resulted in the trail's construction initiated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was uh, to secure peaceful relations with the Indians and to open the area further for further colonization. Um, they were trying to take a direct route from Escalante, and although it was the least explored of all the possible routes, it was by far the shortest. And as they'll find out, it was definitely the hardest. Um, as winter approached at the end of November 1879, 250 men, women, and children with 80 wagons, we're talking wood spokes with steel belts, uh, a thousand head of cattle, found themselves up against horribly broken terrain, seemingly impassable terrain. The settlers had been en route for more than two weeks when they reached the 1,200-foot deep Colorado River Gorge. This was 65 miles southeast of Escalante, so it wasn't like they could just turn around and run back. Um, so for six weeks, the men labored on a wagon road down the sandstone cliffs to the Colorado River. Now, in my video that I've posted on Real McCoy Moto on my YouTube channel, uh, there is a, 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 sh a drone video uh, that I shoot coming down from the opposite side, and you can see this hole in the rock, which is just a big crack down the cliff that they went down. So keep this in mind. Maybe go find that. The uh, link is in the video or in the episode notes. So go check that out after this. Um, so this was the road was built by chiseling and blasting a path through a steep crevice named Hole in the Rock. The road stands today as a testament of pioneer ingenuity and determination. The construction consisted of cutting away a 40-foot drop at the top of the crevice, moving huge boulders, leveling high spots, filling depressions, and widening crevice walls. To avoid the steep grades uh, near the bottom of the hole in the rock, the pioneers tacked their road onto the face of the north wall of the crevice. They literally built up a road with oak stakes and, and posts, that they had drilled into the wall and they literally drove their their wagons and cattle over these logs and stuff sticking out of these holes. Oh, it's just I don't know how they did this. It was absolutely nuts. 
After driving the wagons through Hole in the Rock and ferrying across the 300-foot-wide river, the emigrants proceeded east out of the river gorge and up the other side, and they faced another 10 weeks of grueling labor in the harsh winter conditions of southern Utah, and it is cold and windy and desolate. There is nothing out there to eat. I mean, you might find a rabbit, maybe some pronghorns, I don't know. The missionaries, uh, uh, the, the Mormon missionaries reached a sandy bottom land along the banks of the San Juan River, where they established Bluff City, which still exists today. The hundreds of miles of road built after descending Hole in the Rock Road crossed some of the most rugged terrain in North America. It was absolutely ridiculous. Deep ravines and washes were crossed. Trails down thousand-foot drop-offs were blasted. And deserts traversed. Paths through thick cedar forests and steep cliffs were ascended. It was absolutely unbelievable. Steep grades required seven spans of horses to pull the heavily laden wagons and the up the worst stretches, and it was unreal, the things that they did. In one section of the trail, they had, bla- they had chiseled a path up through the sandstone so that the wagon wheels could follow a rut, and they wouldn't slide off down the cliff and, and destroy and kill people, or destroy wagons and kill people. It was unbelievable the, the amount of labor that went into putting this road in. So anyway, I went and rode it on a dirt bike. And let me tell you, the first <laughs> first time I got invited, I was like, oh, great, I'll bring my bike down. The guy that was inviting me, they were all going to be on side-by-sides. And they said, oh, I don't know if you want to bring a dirt bike. It's awfully rough terrain, lots of off-camber and, and, and difficult terrain. I just thought to myself, yeah, that's okay. I think I'll, I'll be all right. So anyway, um, we show up, I think it was Thursday, more Thursday afternoon, and we... Uh, we unhooked everything and got everything loaded up, and we were going to spend two nights out on the trail. So we we loaded up and we drove, and it was slow going. I mean, I was following side by sides, and uh, there were a couple of newbies in the group apparently, and they were doing all of 10, 15 miles an hour down these roads, and these are roads that I should be doing at 30, 40 miles per hour. So it was, it was a little slow, and I found myself kind of tinkering on on the sides of the trail and stuff and messing with my bike a lot and and running ahead and stopping waiting messing around and letting the group catch up and go past and then we get to a couple of spots there's a few difficult spots in the whole trail um that are really fun there's a lot of rough sandstone and a lot of really fun sandstone too almost like petrified sand dunes that you can ride on and there's a couple of spots. The first real difficult sections are uh, Gray Mesa. Uh, Gray Mesa has some pretty good steep climbs, lots of chopped rock, uh, lots of uh, ledges that you have to climb up. Uh, with a dirt bike, you can pick your way through them pretty well. Uh, however, the wall is completely unavoidable. Um, some people, as they're going down the wall, choose to wheelie off of it and land into the, into the sand. But it's a four-foot drop. Um, and I had my suspension set up super soft. I didn't want to bottom them out and, and risk breaking something 30 miles back in on this trail. So uh, I kind of picked my way around it. And I was running a, I'm running a motocross tire at the time. Uh, it's a, uh, a Tusk T45. Not ideal for what I was doing. I wanted to try it out, though. And I, I think I ran the PSI down to 9, 9.5 PSI. 
and it finally got squishy enough where I could really bite. Um, so definitely going to go with the T35 next time, a little bit more gummy. Um, but anyway, so I was having a hard time hooking up. I didn't want to try to wheelie down it, and I'd just spin out and nosedive right into the sand, which I actually did a couple of times. Uh, found that false neutral again, or that accidental neutral, and, and rolled down a, a steep embankment right into the sand and dumped the bike over the top of myself. But, um, so the wall, not a real big deal. Gray Mesa was a lot of fun, actually, to climb. Uh, and then the chute. Everybody talks about the chute. Uh, the chute was just this big sandstone half pipe, if you can picture it. A um, little bumpy, but uh, going down it, no big deal. Coming back up, it actually had a little bit of fun because it's that half pipe shape. Uh, when I rode up it, there's a crack that's, that begins up at about the last two-thirds. And I just rode the sidewall and then just hopped a little bit over the, over the crack onto the other side of the, the half pipe of sandstone. And actually made it kind of fun. Just made it like a little game. So the shoot was no big deal. But while we were down there, so while all the side-by-sides were going through there, we were kind of guiding people. Because in those side-by-sides, you can't see very well over the front end as you're coming up over these big steep drop-offs or going into these climbs. And at the bottom of the chute, there are potholes. Now, potholes are in sandstone country where water swirls around in a circle as it's, <clears throat> excuse me, as it's flowing down through the canyons. And it create, and it, it digs out what look like giant holes, big circular potholes in these, uh, in these canyon bottoms. And there's this spot where you have to go down to the bottom of the wash, the sandstone, and then turn up the other side and, and just angle a little bit to the right because there's a really big, uh, almost like a bathtub off to your left. It drops off about six feet, and then it's full of water. Probably almost year-round it holds water, and it was fairly deep. Um, and as you climb up out of that, there's a, or as you're going next to that, there's a pothole off to your left, and you can see it. And then off to your right, there's one that you can't see. There's another pothole. Well, I was guiding the guy coming down in the side-by-side -side to uh, avoid the pothole on the right so he didn't fall down into that, which was completely full of water, probably three or four feet deep. Um, and he saw the one on the left, and he thought, well, I'll straddle that pothole, stay away from the, the deep one, and maybe show off a little bit. So... He goes up that thing, and he turns just a little too early, and that left rear tire falls right into that pothole, and they just went straight up. I dropped my camera, and I just jumped up into the air and grabbed onto their, their front right tire. I just kind of hung there as it's teetering back and forth, and the uh, the wife of the guy driving is like hanging over the door going, oh. <laughs> she was pretty certain they were going to go upside down into that bathtub next to them and, and be trapped underwater, which was in all likelihood, quite possible. Um, so a couple other guys raced down and they jumped on it with me. And they were holding on to the tire until we got a winch off of another machine and, and pulled him back up out of the hole. But it was it was a close one. There was a pretty pretty tight pucker factor there. Um, that was really the only incident. We had a four-wheeler going back up the wall uh, that went straight up. We had a, a, a rope tied to his bumper but he kind of goosed it right at the end and just pulled it pulled it backwards, pulled the rope out of our hands, and that thing stood straight up and then tipped sideways at the top of the wall and just smashed the left plastics, all the front fender, the 
whole rack on the front end was just caved down. So all of the plastics were affected on the left side, and they were all bent and tweaked out of shape. Felt pretty bad for the guy because he had ridden everything really well on this on this kind of stiff old four-wheeler. And just this last big obstacle, he goosed it just a little bit too much, and that thing stood up, and we, we helped it kind of tip over so it didn't roll backwards. And he messed up a couple of things, so kind of a bummer. But that was it. No real carnage. Nobody got hurt. And I tell you what, riding a dirt bike down Hole in the Rock Road was a blast. If you could do it at normal dirt bike speeds, you could be in and out of there in a day on the 43 miles in, 43 miles out. Um, it'd be hard, but uh, spending a day on a night on the trail is probably ideal, but it's totally doable on a dirt bike, and there's so many fun obstacles to play on. It's like a playground out there. Traction for days on this sandstone. It was so much fun. So anyway, Hole in the Rock Road, really good time. Had a lot of fun with that. Uh, and coming up again soon in two and a half weeks, five miles of hell. So stay tuned for that story. We've got uh, four or five other guys coming. Some of the guys from Rocky Mountain ATV are going to come ride with us. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, if you have a story of your own that you'd like to share, please reach out to me at thedirtbikejournals at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as well.